0: Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers.
1: Colin McLaughlin, this is literally the sports doctor, guys.
2: It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin
0: good afternoon and welcome into this edition of the sports mix on talk radio wr and r tv 10 brought to you in part by the brown funeral home and cremations robert fields and sons a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880 spencer and colin mclaughlin happy to have you with us as uh we're inching one day closure to high school football here in the eastern panhandle uh and uh we got more EPAC volleyball action. Uh, So with that, we're going to welcome to the program the play-by-play broadcaster for uh, our volleyball action on TV10, Dylan Bishop. And, uh, Dylan, thanks for jumping on here last second.
3: No problem, Spencer.
0: Yeah, working my magic here at 12.05. <laughs> I was about to say, threw a curveball
4: to Nick over there.
0: Yeah. Uh, the uh, sorry, it was <laughs> kind of a last second, literally last second thing. We were talking about it, then we had this meeting going on, and then I forgot about it, and then it was 12.05. But tonight we've got more EPAC volleyball action on TV10. Martinsburg hosting Spring Mills. I believe that's the second game of the season between those two. We had their first game. Should be an exciting one tonight, Dylan.
3: Yeah, the last time we saw these two teams face off each other, against each other, it went to five sets, and it was really back and forth in all all five sets, really. I think it was a strong start by Martinsburg in the first set, but then it was a good comeback by Spring Mills, and the Cardinals were able to get out the win. And I really don't expect any difference tonight.
4: And uh, finally, being back tonight with you, Dylan, is uh, Jim Klein. He says that he will be able to hop on and uh, get ready for that match. But this time it's at Martinsburg, and these two teams that we've seen so far in recent memory have really struggled. So who do you think maybe kind of ends those struggles and has the advantage tonight?
3: Yeah, both of these teams are kind of on losing streaks right now. Martinsburg's lost eight out of their last ten. Uh, Spring Mills has lost three in a row, all being in regional play against Jefferson, Washington, and Hedgesville. And so, and they've only won one set in those in those games. So, it's going to be tough for them. And then we just saw on Tuesday on TV 10, we saw uh, Martinsburg defeated by Jefferson in straight sets. But Jefferson and Washington seem to be both on upswings. So maybe not as bad of losses as some people might think if they were to look at the record book, but it's definitely a chance for one of these teams to kind of right the ship because one way or the other, one of these teams has to win and they can hopefully build momentum on it for the rest of the season. When it comes to which team are we going to see it from, we do have some more experience up front on the Martinsburg side. It is a home game. You see players like Amani Fanel, who has been really one of the best players in the EPAC, this year that I think that if they can rely on her, they can get some good stuff up front from Ellie Mosby and Skylar Bishop that I think they will, I got to give the edge to them tonight, especially since they're the home team.
5: That's interesting that you say that Dylan, because uh, those two teams played, it seemed like Spring Mills should have won in three sets just had uh, some miscues late in some sets that allowed Martinsburg to take advantage and force uh, five sets. So I'm um, just wondering, do you think Fennell, I guess, uh, or I'm sorry, the injured player returning in – uh
4: Chacon.
5: Yeah, Chacon. I get those two confused because it's kind of a similar last name in my head. But uh, Chacon coming back, do you think she's maybe the difference maker uh, with this being her second match that she can give Martinsburg that edge?
3: It certainly helps out when you have your full rotation back and you can you know, set things along. She's not a starter per se, or she may not start tonight at the very least, but having that extra player to rely on in the rotation, because sometimes all it takes is one, one weak player in the rotation for, say, a team to continue to serve at again and again and again. To, you know, and if that player can't receive the serve, then it's gonna, you're bound to have a big streak by the other team So I think that helps out. Chacon went down in that Spring Mills game, so I think that was some adjusting that had to be done mid-game by Coach Nelson. So hopefully the time he's had since then will be able to get things going. I think just Spring uh, Spring Mills is a younger team than Martinsburg. Martinsburg is going to have the home field advantage this time. We talk about it on the broadcast and on the show here that in volleyball that's that home field advantage can make a big difference. If there's a big crowd that shows out and makes a lot of noise.
4: And we are, uh, hoping for a big crowd tonight because it's a, uh, special game in which Martinsburg has decided to help out the spring mills Cardinals family and the family of, uh, former Cardinal Jayla Jacoby as, uh, waiting here for Nick, whenever he has these two images for us, uh, to pull up Dylan I know this is your first season announcing volleyball but Jacoby graduated last year she was a member of that Spring Mills team and was recently diagnosed with stage four Hodgkin lymphoma lymphoma excuse me so tonight uh, as you can see now if you're tuned in on TV 10 or on our Facebook page there will be proceeds from the game as well as from the concession stand Going towards her family to help the uh, cause in the fight against her Hodgkin's lymphoma. So, if you want to learn more, just scan that QR code and uh, come out to the game tonight and help support Jayla's journey.
3: Right, that's a good, that's a great cause, and of course, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So, there's a lot of good things going on right now, for sure.
0: We have Dylan, our guest, he's going to be the broadcaster tonight for volleyball as always. Then uh, pulling double duty this week, uh, triple duty three days in a row. We've got football tomorrow night and on Saturday, high school wise, we'll have Musselman hosting Hedgesville uh, tomorrow night and then Martinsburg hosting Riverside out of Ohio on Saturday afternoon. And. Uh, You'll be the color analyst for both games, Dylan, and we were out at Musselman and uh, Hedgesville practice yesterday, learned a lot from these two coaches, and Hedgesville-wise, they are going to have to lean on a lot of young players.
3: Right. We learned that they could have 10 starters out in this game against Musselman tomorrow, which, I mean, it it was already going to be a tough task considering that Musselman is third in the state right now. So we'll see what sort of adjustments – that Coach Faircloth makes. We know some of them. We, we don't know all of them. Of course, he said it was a day-to-day on whether Jackson Row West played quarterback or had to go out wide because of his throwing hand injury. But uh, it was going to be a tough situation for them no matter what. But we'll see how those adjustments pan out on the field when they have to be made practically.
4: And then uh, Saturday, it is Martinsburg against... Riverside, a team out of Painesville, Ohio, that is six and one right now. And it's also senior night for the Bulldogs. And we know that they've had a few injuries as well. But a guy that really stepped up last week was Malachi Williams on the offensive side. And with that game against Washington, we saw Murphy Clement uh be just sat down on the bench for uh, some rest from the week since he had the injury last year that he's still not fully 100% healed from. But what do you expect in uh, that matchup, Dylan, on Saturday, too?
3: I think it's going to be a very fun game. It's going to be a fun atmosphere being a Saturday afternoon instead of a a Friday night. Uh, Just in general with that, I think giving Murphy-Clement the week off last week against Washington was definitely a good move to keep him a little fresh for this week that they can go back to what they've been trying to do on offense especially some of those injuries I mean he moved out to a wide receiver last time he played and was getting some play at running back in that game against Highland Springs so we'll see if they can kind of go back to what they really plan to do at the beginning of the season, by giving him some rest, getting hopefully getting a couple guys back, but like you said, Malachi Williams—I mean, that's an example of some of the guys that have stepped up for them. It just shows the depth that this team has. So, I think it's going to be a fun game. Um, I would—I'm going to pick Martinsburg if I got to go one way or the other here, and you force me to make a pick. But I, I think it's going to be a very entertaining game.
0: And it will be. You can tune into to all those on talk radio or the two games football-wise on talk radio, WRNR TV, 10 WRNR TV on YouTube. Tonight, EPAC Volleyball action as Martinsburg hosts Spring Mills, 545 pregame show, 6 p.m. JV, Varsity After 7 on TV, 10 WRNR TV on YouTube. And, Dylan, thanks for the time. We'll see you later this afternoon.
3: All right, guys. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, Dylan Bishop, our broadcaster for volleyball and color analyst for high school football here on TV10, talk rated WRNR, and it uh, should be an exciting match tonight as well. Uh, and uh, Colin, any other thoughts?
4: I'm just looking forward to it tonight to see if uh, Martinsburgs able to get revenge over Spring Mills. It's an interesting match because, as we mentioned the last time, it was a... win for the Cardinals and as I also mentioned earlier both teams have been struggling as of late and had a lot of errors on their own side so if you can clean up those mistakes and whoever does so better than the other I think wins tonight.
0: All right, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. Brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online, deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll hear from Spring Mills head football coach Josh Sims, and uh, we'll talk a little high school state championship tournament golf after this break. You're tuned into the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV TV10. Back in two minutes.
4: This Saturday afternoon, your Martinsburg Bulldogs take on the Riverside Beavers. Hunt to the near side, caught by Hunter. Hunter starts backwards, goes to the far side, trying to find some space, has a few blockers, goes upfield on the far sideline at the 10-5, tries to go into the end zone. He's hit backwards, but he stayed in bounds, pushes his way back forward, touchdown Bulldogs. Tune in at noon right here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10.
0: Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, hanging out with you today as uh, we look forward to some more high school football action. And uh, Colin and I believe Nick caught up with head coach of the Spring Mills Cardinals, Josh Sims, yesterday. And uh, here is the interview with head coach of the Spring Mills Cardinals, Josh Sims
4: as I'm now joined on the sports mix by the head coach of the Spring Mills Cardinals, Josh Sims. Coach Sims, a very close game last week against Hedgesville. What were the takeaways from that game for your team?
1: Um, yeah, well, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, you look at stuff like that, you know, you, you got to tell a young team, we, we got to find a way to finish finish games. You know, we had multiple opportunities at various stages there in that fourth quarter to kind of put a nail in the coffin and, you know, get out of there with a win. Um, and you know, there's probably about three or four of those crucial moments where we make a stop on defense, on, on fourth down or, or on offense. You know, we, uh, you know, get a first down and then keep the ball in our hands and, and we win that game. So, you know, in regards to, you know, developing and, and doing the things that, you know, we need to do to be a, be a better football team you know we, we got to understand when we're in a crucial moment need to make play
5: coach um you know having a young team that there's going to be these kind of games but you do kind of have a, a chance to take it as a learning opportunity to get better so then the future you guys are the one top in those close games
1: oh, I, absolutely you know um you know as a coach i've been in this position before you know with, with young kids where you know they're playing their heart out um and uh you know that was one of the things you know I've talked about every week I've been pleased with the effort of our players and you know last week was no different and you know uh, I, I sat there on Friday night uh you know a couple uh people you know I couldn't be more proud of the football team you know with with with, with these kids effort you know they could have very easily gave up 14 being down 14 nothing you know absolutely nothing's going right for us at that point uh you know offensively defensively special teams and uh you know they 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 kept their heads up you know, they kept their morale up and, and, and they kept, you know, uh, fighting and moving forward. And, you know, even though it it didn't turn out, uh, you know, the way we wanted, it, it was in no way because of, a like, effort. And, you know, sometimes that's the hardest thing to teach team. So, uh, you know, I couldn't be more proud of that. But in regards to, you know, using it as a learning opportunity, that's exactly what we've done as a coaching staff. You know, we really got on that film, uh, you know, this past week you know, went to some of these crucial plays uh, and then just really kind of, you know, got some situational, you know, and some football IQ talks with, with talks with some of our young players. Now, you know, we had some instances, you know, we're already young, but both of our senior leaders on defense got injured in the course of the game. Uh, so we had to sub in even some younger guys. So, you know, like you said, uh, the result wasn't wanted, but in regards to effort, and, you know, developing young kids, you know, that's that's the type of game to do it. You know, and that's the film session you do it in. Uh, so, uh, once again, not the result you want, but there's v- vastly more positive going on in the program than negative.
4: What's the biggest difference you've seen from your team since week one up until now?
1: Well, we've definitely uh, uh, been able to form an identity uh, uh, on offense. You know, again, um, we had some a lot of new guys coming in, new positions. So, it, 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 you know, you put, you put in an offense, you you, you say what you want to do, but a lot of times, you know, scrimmages don't give you enough, you know, enough film and enough game time scenarios to see exactly what your team's good at doing. Um, so, uh, you know, we definitely gained a little bit more identity on offense. And, uh, you know, once again, and it's something that we very clearly recognized early on, you know, we need to develop, you know, the offensive line, you know, really get them up to speed on understand different fronts you know, and, and, uh, you you know, blocking techniques and and things of that nature. So, uh, you know, that stuff's been very helpful, helpful, you know, defensively, uh, once again, you know, we've just kind of found out some of our personnel, our personnel situations, you know, when, when when this guy's in, we want to do this. When that guy's in, we want to do that. So, you know, uh, mainly it's, it's just really finding. Figuring out what our personnel is good at, and you know what puts them in the best situation to be successful.
5: Coach Frankfurt, for you guys uh, this week, a five and one double A school that has already some wins over some triple A teams, including Washington. What are some things that stand out to you about the Falcons? What will you guys need to do to get that win?
1: Well, whenever you play Frankfurt, you know you know one thing for sure: they're going to be well coached, um, and they're going to be a disciplined, hard nosed football team. Uh, you know we we've had some battles with them the last uh, two years. Uh, you know, the first year they beat us 21-20, and last year we beat them 21-20. So, uh, you know, number one, you know, we we gotta be ready to be physical. You know, with with this team, and we defensively we gotta be able to read our keys. They're gonna be coming in, run run your, uh, you know, your classic wing key, and they run it very well. You know, it's a situation we, get, we you can tell it's been well coached. Um, it's been coached to them. You know, probably from you know middle school football all the way up. Uh, so, you know, they're going to be very disciplined and very sharp in the way they want, run their wing tee. On the offensive side of the ball, uh, you know, we, we've got to be very uh, cognizant of the fact that they fire off the ball very, very quickly uh, up the middle. So, you know, offensive line-wise, we got to have our heads up and be ready to get up out of our stances. Uh, you know, other than that, you know, the kids need to understand their assignments offensively, and we need to get, get the ball into our skilled guys' hands and, and let them do what they do. Uh, but once again, going up to Frankfurt, uh, their homecoming game, uh, we definitely need to be, you know, ready to uh, play a disciplined football game, and and and, and you know, we're going to run into some well-coached, hard-nosed kids.
0: That was head coach Colin. What? <sighs> Breathing out there. Wow. I While I turn the mic on, right. that was head coach of the Spring Mills Cardinals, Josh Sims. They're playing Frankfurt this Friday, a Double A power. I believe five and one on the season.
5: Yeah, if only Colin yeah. just didn't breathe while we're on the show. But, yeah, uh, I'll I'll try to not breathe. <laughs> but but Frankfurt is a uh, is a really good team there in Double A, so it would be a good challenge, I think, for Spring Mills um, going up against that team who already has a win over Washington, has a win over Hampshire. So they've beaten Triple A teams this year, and they've beaten them by a combined uh, or they've scored seventy eight total points in those two games. So, I mean they uh aren't just beating these schools they're handling them really well but spring mills has kind of had a little bit of a rivalry like coach uh sim said with frankfurt you know two close games two years in a row so i would expect another close one um but it could be kind of that signature win for the cardinals even though it is a double a school it's a very quality double a school uh where spring mills can a win would really build i think a lot of confidence for this team moving forward um and it should be a good game, I think. And Springville's had close games this year uh, where they've been kind of tested. So we'll see uh, what they're able to do this time around, presuming it's another close one.
0: Yeah, definitely. And uh, we'll now talk about, e- or, excuse me, we'll talk about the EPAC teams at the uh, 2022 WVSSAC uh, Golf State Championship up in uh, Wheeling area. I believe that concluded yesterday,
5: uh, Nick. Yes, it did. Martinsburg finishing 8th, uh, Washington finishing 7th in the uh, the uh, final tournament there, uh, in the state tournament of the Eastern Panhandle Schools. Kind of struggled, but uh let's see here. Gavin Goodrich was the champ, individual champ from Wheeling Park. Uh, Washington had a score of 533, while Martinsburg shot a 574. So not really a great day for the EPAC golfers or a good two days for the EPAC golfers.
0: But shout out Rhett Snyder of Washington. He led the local golfers by finishing in a tie for 11th place at 171. His uh, teammates, Andrew Taylor, shot 178. Jason Falco shot a 188. They were tied for 20th and 26th, respectively. Uh, Martinsburg's four golfers were packed together, finishing 29 31st, 33rd, and 34th. Alex Lewis shot one ninety. Noah respect shot one ninety four. Ben Reisenweber one ninety six. Parker Robinson one ninety six. Uh, Hedgesville's Bo Fletcher split up uh, the Bulldogs by coming in thirty second with that one ninety five. Spring Mills Ashton Allen was thirty six with two o four. So congratulations to them as they finish up the season. Uh, you know, anytime you make it to the state tournament to represent your school in your area uh, is is a big thing.
5: It is, and. Um one thing kind of to note i mean wheeling park is the home team for these golf tournaments so they play that course all the time yeah it's their home course there so that i mean makes it obviously a lot easier to play well on your home course so i wonder i feel like the wvsac should maybe pick a course that either isn't really home to anybody but i know that's pretty hard probably because i'm sure a lot of the golfers have played their local courses so in that scenario you know Guys have played these courses before, so I don't know if there is a good way to do it, but I just feel like having it at a home course for somebody isn't necessarily fair. But yeah, Well, they I do that be. for football. Yeah, but football's different because you're playing the same thing every single time, 100 yards, same dimensions. You know, golf is a sport where the course, you have to take time to learn the course. That's yeah, the, the field, the court. Those things don't matter where you're playing necessarily.
0: Unless you get a crowd behind you.
5: Yeah, or unless there's rain and mud and it's a grass surface. That's the only real difference in football. So, that's kind of my opinion there.
0: But uh, shout out to them uh, as they finished up the season. At the state tournament. That'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just a supply and store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living, and his family owned and operated right here in Martinsburg at 360 Hack Wilson Way. You can go to Orsini's.com for more on the other side of this break. Uh, we'll talk baseball and some football, Thursday night football action tonight, and then uh, baseball playoffs beginning tomorrow. We'll preview that
2: after this two minute break tune the Sports Mix. On Talk Radio WRNR and TV TV10. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this
0: edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Uh, welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix. We'll talk some uh, NFL football, and then we'll go into the MLB playoffs preview. Um, tonight, Thursday Night Football, we'll have it for you from Westwood 1, starting at 7.30 p.m. Uh, with NFL Today, and then 8.15 p.m. is kickoff between the Broncos and the Colts. Uh, should be a interesting matchup tonight, to say the least.
4: I was about to say, I don't know if I'd say it's going to be a Good one. I wasn't uh, going to say. I was gonna say it'll be interesting. Too high on either of these teams. That's what I was trying uh, to say. Russell Wilson's been struggling, so is Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's been worse. Yeah, which is kind of tough. It feels like Wilson so, did
5: look okay last game,
4: and without uh, Jonathan Taylor on the Colts side of things, that takes away a explosive weapon for Indianapolis. And I, I don't know. I think it will be a low scoring affair unless something crazy happens and either Matt Ryan or Russell Wilson finally uh, starts balling out, but we'll have to wait and see. It, it's been an inconsistent season for both teams. so
5: Yeah, it's the battle of the horses right, between the two teams, so that's the only really interesting thing, I think, heading into this matchup. Um, and maybe the fact that John Elway didn't want to go to the Colts, that's the only other thing I can think of. And John Elway is still with the Broncos. Hey, it's the
0: battle of the of um, Peyton Manning's former team. That's true. Yeah, there you go. They should
5: maybe. do a Manning cast for it. I'll say this, too. I mean, not only is Jonathan Taylor out, obviously Javante Williams is out with that torn ACL and LCL. So both starting running backs uh, are out for the two teams. And these are teams that like to run the football, so that will have an impact on the game. Um I would definitely give Denver the advantage. They've at least found ways to win games while it's been kind of sloppy. The Colts have just not looked good at all. I think Matt Ryan will struggle if the, uh, past rush continues to, to get after him and, and cause some issues. So I didn't like the Colts in the preseason. For some reason, they were the favorites in the South. I didn't really see it. I thought it would be Tennessee and it looks like it could be either the Titans or the Jaguars, but it's such a bad division. Really anything could happen there. Um, but in terms of tonight's game, I like Denver. I think they win. It's going to be kind of an ugly game, but they'll find a way to win like 17-7. This is seven.
0: not a game I'm betting on if
4: I was a better. No, unless, unless you, you want, want to bet take the under, the under which yeah. is
5: probably not that great. It's probably like 38 points or something.
4: Yeah. right on top of that? I don't count? know. I don't know. Hold on. Let me look. Uh, 42, <sighs> which right. is surprising. Well, then hammered the under because I had it at 38.
0: Denver favored by three. Line.
4: points per game colts average 14 broncos average sixteen and a half.
5: so you're obviously going under
0: so, that.
4: Yeah, you have to you hammer, have to I mean, hammer you, the
5: under you hit the nail on the coffin last week with the monday <laughs> Sorry. night or this week i guess it was with the monday
4: night football i said to do that
5: the dude. under based on the two teams numbers and oh. i was kind of sitting there like well I think they could break out of it back here in the studio, and I was like, well, Matt Stafford could definitely play better, but it didn't happen, and the under hit. So if you look at the points per game, it does
4: tell you the under. Forty so. a 49ers defense, man. They're nice. On Monday, and I guess these defenses will have to show up and maybe score some points if you it's want to. It's more so, over. I think, bad
5: offense than the yes. defense yeah. heading into oh. this game. I think, I think, Tonight, I think Denver's
4: yeah. defense is solid, but
5: I don't think the Colts' defense is too crazy. I mean, Derrick Henry had a good day against them, so... They were off to a good start, I think, early in the year, but maybe against a more efficient offense, they would struggle. But Denver's offense hasn't been very efficient. So either way, though, I think you got to go with the Broncos if you're making a pick tonight.
0: All right, there you go. I mean, I would tend to go with the Broncos as well because the Colts just seemed all out of sorts right now as things look right now. They have that one tie on the year. They're 0-1-1 on the road. And, uh, you know, going into mile high is never an easy task. That Especially a primetime game. There's going to be a lot of people out there. Yeah, it's a short week. And a short week. And you have to
4: get used to that atmosphere change. So.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's turn our attention now to the MLB playoffs. Nationals and O's both don't make it. Nats finished the year getting uh, nearly shut out. I believe it was was it 9-2, to two, I think, was a final for them as they in a tumultuous year of re- starting a rebuild, trading away everything. Uh, they, along with... Um, let me go back to what I read this morning in sports. So they uh, fell 9-2 to to the Mets to finish the season 55-107, the worst record in Major League Baseball, with a new draft lottery system in place. The Nats, along with the Pirates and Athletics, have a 16%, 16.5% chance to get the number one pick in next summer's MLB uh, first-year player draft. Uh, to wrap the book, what, did those, what was their final record?
5: 83-78. When was the last time they had a winning season? 2016, so uh, it's definitely a step in the right direction. Six years?
0: For, yeah. Hopefully, not that, that won't happen. Hopefully, they'll continue to have winning records.
5: Yeah, I think yeah. I think it's definitely possible. I mean, the young core is there with what Rutschman and Henderson both showed great promise for the future. Uh, they have other young pieces there, and Kyle Stallers, they kind of have their established veterans with Santander, um, Cedric Mullins, Ryan Mountcastle at this point. So, it's definitely a team that can pick up some pieces in the off season and potentially be a I don't know about a World Series contender, but at least a division contender, I think, depending on what happens, you know, with the other teams in their division. So uh it it just it's also unfortunate that they play in the toughest division in baseball year in and year out, even when the Orioles are bad, it's like you still got the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Blue Jays. Uh so the, those teams are all just, and Tampa Bay, obviously. Yeah. So I, I felt like I was forgetting somebody. But those teams are always, you know, at least 75-win teams, it feels like. Like, it's never a division yeah. where you're just seeing, like, three or four really bad teams.
4: There was only one team with a losing record, and that was Boston, who were three games under.
5: Exactly. So it's like even the Red Sox aren't necessarily, like, a terrible team. They just didn't get... You know all their wins. I mean, you
0: have a good division, but next year will be interesting because they're going away from the eighteen game divisional games, I believe, down to twelve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so that maybe a that will help more a interleague. Bit. So yeah, um, but uh, let's turn our attention to the MLB playoffs revamped a little bit. I believe what is it? Twelve teams total, six on each side. Uh, we'll begin tomorrow. Uh, more wild card is a wild card a series now? Yes, three yes. game series. Yeah, it's not a one game wild card like it was, which I uh, like the year the Nats won the World Series where they just beat the Brewers in one game at Nats Park. Uh, but it all gets going tomorrow, 12.07, so right a minute before our show. So put the show on Facebook and the game on ESPN. 12.07 uh, is first pitch between the Rays and the Guardians. Guardians. Uh, 92 wins on the season. Didn't realize they had that many wins mm-hmm. this year. Um, and they're going to be getting even better when uh, when they get uh, the local product coming up through their system. And uh, Chase DeLotter. But uh, Rays, Guardians, uh, the over under is six and a half here. Cleveland's favored in this one. That's the first game gets going tomorrow, game one of the three game series.
5: Yeah, I think Tampa wins this series, uh, even though Cleveland just. I'm sorry, that's the Royals. But uh, Tampa wins this series, I think. Um, Were you <laughs> going to say they just, fired their head coach and pitching or their manager and pitching coach? No, I was going to say that they just beat the Rays because I just saw an R. And I thought it said Rays, but it says Royals. Wow. Uh, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, I like Cleveland – or I'm sorry, I like Tampa Bay to win this series. I'm not sure if it will go two or three, but I think Tampa finds a way to win it. They have a little bit more experience in these situations. I think they have the better pitching overall, so I'll go with the Rays.
4: I'm going with Cleveland in three. All right. I I think
0: Cleveland will win as well. Uh, awaiting the winner is the New York Yankees. Uh, that's on that side of the bracket. Uh, so, do we want to just kind of go through and simulate the playoffs, or what do we want to do here?
5: Let's go ahead and just take the whole playoffs. Why not?
0: So, do you want to sure. start and just do one each way? So, do we want to take? Uh, so we'll, we've Keep got it the, in the American League. Right so we've now. got everybody's got the
5: Guardians, right? No, I
0: have the no. Rays. So no, you have gambling. the Rays,
5: okay? Uh, so it doesn't matter though. I like the Yankees in five. We weren't even there They're, yet. No, they go they play a five game
0: series. Nick, so we're not like there Nick yet. He's in three. Then. We're not there yet. Seattle Mariners, Tampa Bay, Tampa, no, not Tampa. Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, the other AL wild card series, five versus four.
5: Hmm. I like the Blue Jays. That's
0: tomorrow, four o seven ESPN.
5: I'm rooting for the Mariners because I like their their drought is finally over. But I will go with Toronto. Both as well.
0: teams seem pretty well matched. I guess pretty close. Like. Ninety-two to 70, 90 and seventy-two, so pretty close teams. I think the Mariners—they're going to be kind of that that Cinderella story of the playoffs. I think they win in three.
4: Give me Blue Jays in two.
0: Well, there you go. All right, that sets up the what is it? What'll it be the ALDS between the Yankees and the Guardians? Is what I have, and I think the Yankees win in four. Uh, who Nick already said he's got the the Yankees versus the Rays, and the Yankees win in
5: how many? Three. It's a five game series, right? Yeah. Yeah. Give so you think know. they sweep?
0: Yeah. All right. I'm going Yankees and versus five. you had the Guardians, right? <laughs> yep. All right. Yankees and then five. I have the Mariners versus the Astros in the other ALDS. I think uh I think the Mariners ride the Cinderella story to the ALCS in four Ooh. games.
4: That's not that over Houston.
0: Yeah. these I don't like Houston.
4: Yeah, <laughs> I got the Astros uh beating the Blue Jays in four.
5: I'll go Astros. Over the Blue Jays in five.
4: All right, so your
0: ALCS matchup would be for me. It'd be the Yankees and the Mariners. I think the Yankees get it done in six.
5: I'll go. Hmm. I'll go Astros in seven.
4: Astros in seven over the Yankees.
0: Wow. All right, I've got the Yankees representing the AL. Uh, we'll move over to the NL first pitch tomorrow between the Phillies and Cardinals is at 2:07 in their three-game set. I think this is—I uh, don't know—this is hard, but I think the Cardinals win this one in two games. I do too. Phillies yeah, finally get into the playoffs under Bryce Harper. They wanted him to uh, win a World Series with them, and he's—they're just finally getting to the playoffs as a wild card. St. Louis team.
5: hasn't he named it starter for tomorrow? That's interesting. You
0: don't have to submit your rosters till today, I don't think.
5: I know, it's just weird. I still like the
0: Cardinals. But I'll, uh,
5: Me too. I go with the Cardinals in three.
0: All right. Uh, then tomorrow night, 8.07 on ESPN, uh, Padres-Mets, the other wild card series, uh, five versus four. What do we think on this one?
5: Mets in two. Yep, Mets Even in though two. I, I like San Diego's team, but the Mets are just really good.
0: Yeah, I would agree Mets in two as well. So that puts us, everybody pick St. Louis? Or did somebody pick the Phillies? No, we nope. don't pick St. Louis. All right, so St. Louis versus the Braves in the NLDS. Uh, what do we think here?
5: Braves in five. St. Louis in five. I got St.
0: Louis in five as well. So that puts St. Louis in the NLCS. Then the Dodgers versus the Mets. I believe we all chose the Mets here. Uh, I think the Dodgers win this one.
5: Dodgers in five. Mets in five, five, yeah, it's going all five. Mets and I in don't five. know. I'm, Dodgers in five.
0: Dodgers in Hammer five it's. for me. All right, so the A- NLCS is St. Louis for me versus the Dodgers. I think uh, I think the Dodgers win in
5: six. Mets in six over the Braves.
4: I got Dodgers, Cardinals, and I got Dodgers in five.
5: Wow.
4: All right, that sets up the World Series.
0: Uh, for me, it's the Yankees versus Dodgers. I think this series, as all World Series, I feel like they go seven games. Uh, all ML, like all professional finals that are like that go seven games. Uh, this is a hard one for me. Uh, but I think the Yankees finally get it done. Again. I got
4: Dodgers, Astros, Dodgers in seven. Go with the Mets. The Mets,
5: baby. Give me the Mets
4: we're all pick a difference over the Astros. but if you want to really mess up baseball and make them lose money you get the subway series in the world series so that nobody in the west coast and barely anybody other than new york cares about the world series
5: well i wouldn't say that the yankees are probably have the biggest fan base in baseball yeah but and the mets have a decent fan base as well i feel like
4: outside of new york but but it'd be better if it was like yankees dodgers I Probably guess. for them.
5: Yeah, you get that whole. But I mean, that's boring. Give me something new, fresh. I'm done with the Dodgers. Give me the Mets.
4: <laughs> You're and done with happenin'. the Dodgers. Mm-hmm.
5: And they have the Grom, yeah, and Scherzer. That's good enough. That's all you need. Mm, I don't think it is. I mean, they won 101 games. Yeah, they're not Dodgers. won 111. No? Yeah, it's because they play in a weak division.
4: <laughs> Cupcake schedule. Mickey Mouse ring. <laughs> Division's probably... Eh, nah, maybe not better than the Mets one. I like this dialogue right now. It's pretty funny. trying to think. All right, we'll think in like five seconds. Nah.
0: Alright, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Camp Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll uh, wrap things up on this edition of the Sports Mix. Caps preseason game last night. They're under a week now from the start of the season. Uh, Apparently, we're going to talk about the World Cup as well. Those rankings came out. Uh, Plus, some more when we come back to wrap things up. You're tuned in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10 back in Two minutes.
3: Catch the excitement of EPAC football featuring the Hedgesville Eagles and the Musselman Appleman. If you're going to take the
0: snap now, they're going to pass on a screen pass again to Matthew. Matthew breaks some tackles. He's to the 40, to the 30, to the 20. No one's going to catch a free grass in front of him. Touchdown, Hedgesville!
3: Tune in this Friday, October 7th as the Eagles and the Applemen battle for second place in the EPac. Join us for pregame at 6 p.m. on your Eastern Panhandle Sports Leader, Talk Radio WRNR and TV10.
2: You're tuned into The Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR, 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10.
0: welcome back to this edition of the sports mix on talk radio wr and and tv 10 brought to you in part by the merriest group and america prize financial advisors john everson and phil mccoy you can call america financial services at 304-263-4343 you can stop at their offices right here in martinsburg at 1270 winchester avenue you can, that's where they are located uh spencer nick and colin hanging out with you today as we wrap things up on this edition of the sports mix kind of talk about what's going on around the rest of the world of sports. Uh, kind of before we get into some of this other stuff, uh, do you guys hear LeBron has now told Commissioner Silver that he wants a team in Las Vegas?
5: I don't see why that matters, what LeBron wants, right? I mean, is he like in charge of where teams get put in the NBA? I don't know. His new title? Nick
4: and I talked about this off-air, and my response to it was, if LeBron wants a team in Vegas so bad, what he should do is retire because he's washed up and become the owner of the team himself. Speaking of washed up, we don't there's not really a
0: lot to talk about with he wants a team in Vegas. We talked about this over the summer when he said that. Uh Colin, did you see who washed up player that the Commanders cut got signed to his former team? Yeah. Pretty interesting. He's now on the practice squad up in New York is Landon Collins. Uh, pretty interesting. I thought he was making the
4: trip to London, is he not? Is it practice squad?
0: He said he's time. Well, they always that's how they do it now. Yeah, They do that now to make sure that you go through You're all-conditioned and stuff instead of just signing you, especially because he hasn't been on any team. Might that's pretty him. interesting. I mean,
4: they're competitive right now. He is expected 3-1. to
0: meet the Giants overseas, though. That is so. what, according to Josina Anderson. We'll see if he plays. Which is interesting because you know who else – Visited with the Giants a couple days ago. No, OBJ, smart. So he could be bringing back the team
4: of what 2018. Try to make another Do we run. Get a boat picture again. <laughs> Do they get Why cursed would OBJ again? OBJ go to the Giants? I don't know. They need a weapon. They're three and one right now. And also got a weak ACL. division.
0: He's coming back. He's working his way back.
5: Yeah, well, he won't be back until like the playoffs.
4: Hmm?
0: Giants What's aren't
5: it? making the playoffs. Let's be realistic they have daniel to get the wild card no it's not happening
0: and drew Brees open a return to the broadcast booth six and right. 11 Let's i say. just saw that pop up on espn uh but drew Brees, who put his broadcasting career on hold after one year to spend weekends with his family now wants to get back in the broadcast booth and he he's eyeing he like his family. the manning cast
5: drew Brees like wasn't that good so i don't know I mean, mm. whatever. If he, if I he don't know. This player, whole thing just seems crazy
0: an to me. I think he's just getting bored. I think that's what it all comes yeah, I don't down like to. doesn't like his family.
5: He realized spending time with them, they're kind of annoying. Way. That's
4: why he didn't he's want to do it. One out the first of the Tom Brady, Aaron yeah. Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes playbook. They're all hitting that midlife crisis.
0: Yeah. Uh, I just thought that was interesting because, and this is on ESPN too. Like ESPN has posted this, nah. so I Manning feel like they already know stuff, stuff to do with their thing. I'm saying they already know something. Maybe he's going to be on the Manning cast on Monday if they're doing one on Monday. I don't know if they're doing one as
5: well, uh, but uh, World Cup rankings come out. Nick, you're a big soccer guy, right? Kind of. <laughs> not really, but I know it enough, I guess, and I just thought it was interesting.
4: You'll be announcing it a week from today? Yeah.
5: Yeah. So I'm excited Broadcasting about
0: that. It. We're not PA announcers.
5: It's whatever thanks um what i was gonna say is the u.s what are they 15th 16th 16th okay and and number one is brazil i saw that so
4: yep brazil belgium argentina france england italy spain netherlands portugal denmark are the top 10
5: and i know the u.s has struggled in its friendlies so that's a little bit concerning here leading into the world cup i mean obviously they're not going to win it
4: that would take. I mean, that'd be awesome. Yeah, but it's not, it's just not going to happen. We could officially say it's called soccer now.
5: Yeah, it's true. But, uh, I don't think they're going to win it. Um, but there is some high hopes, you know, pretty deep. They had a good run last time they were in the World Cup. And the World Cup is one of the more exciting events, especially when the United States is in it because it wasn't in it last time. Uh, so that'll be fun to see and play, uh, england on thanksgiving
4: is it thanksgiving or black friday
5: might be black friday i think it's it
4: black, friday, black friday so we'll yes. miss it
0: well maybe we don't know what's going on we can't predict the future
4: it's true we don't we'll know miss what time. it y- you never assume <laughs> because we don't you... know what time they're playing I <laughs> yeah don't think. they could be That's playing true. at 9 a.m uh actually we do i think hold on well, i'll see if i can do. pull it up but it'd, it'd be cool to watch it depending on obviously the hypothetical that i'm talking about right now is if A team from the EPAC, Martinsburg, is in the semifinal for football. Yeah, yeah, but it could be played on Saturday. We don't know the team they're playing. That is true. I I know. That's fair.
5: You can't presume what time a game
0: is going to be. usually
4: it's on a Friday.
5: Technically, we don't even know if Martinsburg will be in the semifinal.
4: They have to get there first.
0: And I think Coach Britt Sherman would agree with that. Yeah. He would say that as well. Uh, But we're wrapping up today's edition of the Sports Mix Caps. I believe their preseason finale last night. Is that right, Colin? Was that their preseason finale last uh, night? I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, no, they have one on Saturday against the Blue Jackets before they start the season next Wednesday. 2 p.m. is USA-England, by the way. Well, we could probably washer. watch that. Eh. All right, well, that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Uh, Caps fall last night to the Red Wings in their second-to-last playoff game, 4-2. to Oshi, though... Comes off with a lower body injury, upper upper body injury. Dimitri Orlos misses practice today as well. So uh, hopefully they can get healthy before the season opener next Wednesday night. But uh, that'll do for this edition of the Sports Mix. Thanks to uh, Dylan Bishop, our play-by-play broadcaster for volleyball and color analyst for football for hopping on with us to talk volleyball tonight and football tomorrow and Saturday. And then head coach of the Spring Mills Cardinals, Josh Sims, for talking to Nick and Colin yesterday. Uh, so for... Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzellini, I'm Spencer Place, saying so long. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tonight, EPAC Volleyball, 545 pregame, 6 p.m. JV, 7 p.m. Varsity on TV10, WRNR TV on YouTube.